hello guys welcome to our podcast this is your host Anand Shankar and today with me uh, is a dear friend Alan Nodger so Alan I want you to introduce yourself to our audience hi Alan how are you doing um thank you so much for the introduction uh as Anna mentioned my name is Alan Nodger and I am a transformation coach Uh, a recently published author, literally on this day of the recording, uh, it is yesterday that the book is available uh, on Amazon. It's called Intentionally Fulfilled. We're going to talk about that today, I'm sure, um, because it, it really is my life's work on that. And I'm a speaker, so, uh, you know, I hope to be able to share with you guys some of what I've worked on throughout my career. Okay, nice, Alan. Uh Could you tell me about uh, what motivated you to uh, write a book and what are its what is the crux of your book uh, tell me about that Yeah so what motivated to write my book there's really a, a very simple way to answer that and then there's kind of the the deeper you know now that I have written it and I understand myself and where I came from uh, I understand a lot more but to be truthful Uh I actually just picked up my computer one day and said, "You know what? I'm bored. Let me write a book." You know? And that first book that I actually was working on, I'm halfway done with it, but it was actually a fictional self-improvement and it was actually geared towards teens um because I really believe that education of this kind of information age that we're in for self-improvement, uh financial literacy, uh anything that's self-help it belongs to the younger generations because they're the ones who know how to access these resources they're the ones who grew up only knowing instagram only knowing youtube as the platform for knowledge and no longer is it a barrier to to learn you know before some people might have said oh you know people might not be wealthy or have access to wealth because of a lack of access to knowledge and But the way technology is now, that's not an excuse. So, you know, I really wanted to open up this self-improvement space to teens because you know, they're used to reading fiction and I want to make it more than just fiction. I wanted to make it uh self-improvement fiction. But that was the book I started writing and that's when I learned that I absolutely loved to write and Um after that I didn't finish that book it's still in the works but I did start this book intentionally fulfilled because I knew that although I do gear it towards uh teens on that that first book this book I did want to gear towards adults and you know I just started writing because this stuff is what I'm passionate about right the really deep work that you can only understand as an adult who's gone through pain who's gone through independence who's gone through the struggle of finding where my place is in the world right uh so it's very exciting to to look back and and see that oh awesome uh and i want you to uh describe upon what was your first career option and what was your goal when you were a teenager Uh what was like my first area of option like what I wanted to be when you know when I was younger? Yeah. Oh man, not this. And that I mean, I would share that message with any young person listening. Uh if you don't know what your profession is or what you're going to be, what you want to do, 
I have this concept in the book. It's called the present vision. So many people fantasize this idea of a vision in the future. You know, that's the white picket fence in America, right? At least, uh, you know, we say this is what I want my life to look like, and if I and if it looks like this, this is how I'm going to be happy. But the truth is, you have no idea what is possible for you, and this is where you get the concept present vision, right? Life is like a puzzle piece. You don't know what the end result is going to look like, but if you're always doing what you love in the present moment and saying, mm, "I love this in my life. I'm going to add more of it," there's a puzzle piece. And ooh, I don't like this stuff. That puzzle piece doesn't fit, so I'm going to take that out. And as long as you keep doing that, you're going to get an ever-evolving vision. But I, man, I tend to nerd out like this. But to answer your question, what I wanted, what I thought I wanted to be, I wanted to be an astronaut.、Uh, <laughs> so cliche.、Uh, and then that became、uh, like an engineer, right? That's what I started going to UW Madison for. I went to University of Wisconsin Madison, and I studied engineer at being an engineer at first. Um, and then it actually transitioned into environmental science. You know, as you can see here, I have my plants.、Uh, I love nature, right? And and I really got connected to environmental science. But that doesn't pay any money. And when I graduated, I was looking for jobs. And I was finally, I decided, you know what? I'm going to get jacked. I'm going to get so fit, no one's going to recognize me. And I did. And what happened at that time in my life when I was 21 was that I became the the expert in anything fitness, coaching, health, nutrition because I had transformed myself, you know. And when I did that, people were asking me, and I was like, "Okay, here I can coach you, you know, on me." And one thing led to the next, and I fell in love with coaching. And I've done it ever since because it's the bomb, right? But it all started with astronauts, and to be frank, I don't think I would love to be an astronaut anymore. But that's what you get when once you learn yourself and you stay present with the present vision, not a fantasy of what you think is going to make you happy, and then you end up chasing that your whole life, and then you get to the end and you're like, man, I wish I would have done what I wanted to do. And that's what I call the regret formula in my book. The regret formula goes like this: knowing what's possible plus inaction equals regret. It's that simple. If you know what you can do, but you don't do it, that's that's regret, and that is the true death, right? To never have lived is the true death. People are scared of dying; they should be scared of never living, right? Never putting themselves out there and doing what they really want to do, what they really makes them happy. You know, I hope that answers your question, and also gives a little insight into what I'm about. Yeah, yeah, very, very rightly said, Alan.、Um, I think that uh, uh, there are many career paths. In,、uh, when you are younger, you 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 think that you can pursue this also, you can pursue this also. But yeah, yeah. in later life, when you go with the flow, you get to know、uh, and learn different things, and you choose your career that way. So, totally. As I, yeah. So as I was going through your、uh, profiles and your YouTube and different stuff, so 
I want you to uh, just tell our audiences that what are your three mantras for fitness? My mantras for fitness. Well, I love that question because at the end of the day, you know, I might be a transformational coach, a mindset, you know, focusing on spirituality and all this stuff. But, you know, what you'll find when you read my book is the whole second part and the, the whole second part and the third part. So, the, you know, about 80 pages of my book is totally dedicated to building your external environment. That is where you live. Right. So affecting your environment to facilitate a healthy mind, a healthy body. Right. So that you can then go in and be a productive and efficient person in life uh, because it's, it's just not going to work. You can willpower all day, but eventually you're going to burn out. So you really have to get your environment in check. And one of those environments is your body. Right. There's the external environment and then there's the internal environment. Right. So this is one of my mantras for fitness is your body is the mind's temple. Right. It's not new. But I guess maybe my explanation and, and my understanding of fitness as a fitness coach first can give people some insight into really understanding what this mantra means. When I say the body is the mind's temple. People have so many goals. They're, they're directing their efforts in so many different ways. When, if they realized how efficiently they could do all those other things, if they just created a mind who was, that was capable of that, right? And what does that mean? What, what does a mind that can do that look like, right? That's a mind that does that is a mind that's, very clear, very focused, very directed. In scientific terms, it would be a mind that's in an alpha state and can easily direct into a gamma state, right? So alpha state, for example, when you meditate, right? That's when you're getting into an alpha state and, and you have complete clarity, complete focus. You're not being bombarded by random thoughts, by problems, by worries. You're not being bombarded by your emotions. You're an alpha, you're controlled. Now you take that control and you direct it towards a gamma state, right? A beta or a gamma state, right? Which is a higher frequency, higher level of activity in your brain. Now that is directed power. It's like a laser, right? Instead of using all your energy and all your brain power in, in all these random directions and thoughts that our mind bombards us with, now we're focused like a laser and that's when we can accomplish, right? So how do you get a mind to do that? Well, the mind is a product of the state of the body. That's to say, if your body is, we'll just start with healthy, right? What does healthy mean? Healthy means you have really good blood flow, right? Your oxygen levels in your brain are much higher. Your, your hydration levels are much higher than an average person, right? They're at that peak state. And all of these peak conditions, your neurochemical, your hormonal balances, they're all at their peak condition. So when you get a body that's in a peak state, all these conditions being at a peak state, well, guess what happens to your brain? You have facilitated a mind that is also at a peak performance state. 
now you have power to direct and to achieve, right? So that's why, you know, not only in my book, intentionally fulfilled, becoming intentionally fulfilled, let's say manifesting the life that you want. It's all possible, but it's so much easier and it's, it flows so much better for you when you have your number one driver of wealth in any aspect, wealth relationships, wealthy finances, wealthy emotional state. It all is driven when you have a healthy state of body, right? Health is the primary thing, right? So in my book, Becoming Intentionally Fulfilled is about starting with a transformation in your health, right? So that's part two and part three. That's what it's all about. Um, so if you really do want to make a change in your life nutritionally, uh, in your body, in your physical appearance, part two and three, you're going to love it because it will change the way you live. And it's not like, hey, you need to go do this, this, and this. No, no. I My coaching method is, is helping people understand their deep, deep subconscious uh, about and around fitness and around health and around whatever thing they're trying to improve and then addressing it from that point, right? So it's a level deeper. It's not just, hey, go work out, go do this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. No, it's really understanding yourself, understanding your deep motive, motivating reasons and your deep whys and your limiting beliefs. When you understand all those things, you know how to maneuver them in a way that works for you, right? So you can be successful. Oh, man, it was uh, really inspiring, I can say, because uh, it's all about uh, psychology and what what the mind thinks. And if you can control that, so yeah, you can get into a good shape. Uh, you really can. In, in your health, in your uh, state of mind, everything. Yeah, that was amazing. Now, I have a tricky question. Can I, yeah. can I interject before you ask that question? I find it interesting. You know, it, perspective is always is always awesome. But I find it interesting that you say, in this conversation that you say, the mind, if you can think it, you can be it, right? You can affect the body through your thoughts, right? And a lot of what I said also had a deep-rooted emphasis on your body affects your mind. And something that I just want I, I want to point out to listeners is this is a synergy. When, when you improve your body and facilitate a mind that is now elevated, well, guess what that elevated mind's going to do? It's going to see opportunity better. It's going to be more disciplined. It's going to have more self-restraint, more control, more emotional uh, self-love. And guess what? All of that is going to show up as in your life. It's going to show as as solid habits. And as Aristotle said, you are the you you are the product of your habits. And I take it one step further in my book, and I say you are the product of your unconscious habits, the habits that you don't know you're doing. So imagine if you're creating a mind that's unconsciously and subconsciously at a higher level, well, you're also facilitating an environment in a body that's also higher level. And guess what? They just stack onto each other, back and forth, back and forth improving. And that's what I call synergy. Oh, man. The body and the mind, mind, body, spirit. That's the triad right there, you know? 
yeah, yeah, really well explained. Uh, now, as I was asking a question, yeah. it is really tricky for you, and I might think that uh, many people uh, answer it in a different way. So, what would be your answer? I'm really excited to, uh, you know, know this. So, what was your biggest failure in life, and what did you learn from it? Oh man. I love this question because first of all I love failure. Failing if if there are any entrepreneurs out there who are listening to this um learn to love failure it is your best friend. So I you know for me it's it's fun to answer this because for me failure isn't embarrassing. For me it's a trademark that I wear proudly on my chest and I I would gladly share it with anybody. Um so my greatest failure oof okay 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 um i failed i've i i have failed a lot it never felt like failure you know like i've been broken and i you know that's the life of an entrepreneur you're broke one month and then three months later you're making all this money uh because you got something figured out and then you invested and you try and scale and then you're broken you know and that's just the cycle right uh the goal as an entrepreneur is to learn and to keep growing right there's no such thing as failure every failure is just a lesson right of of what not to do next time and the more you accumulate that it's like oh i know you just have that's experience that's what's called experience wisdom right my greatest failure well uh, okay so my greatest failure maybe so when i moved so when covid happened i was a personal trainer right that's where i was directing all of my coaching and when i was a personal trainer uh covid happened and i was living in san diego and they pretty much closed out every single gym right they were very strict about it and you know essentially i couldn't do my practice anymore i couldn't coach anybody right so there i was you know in san diego cost of living is high i was paying uh a good chunk of money every single month right and not making any money income right and i was just letting it go uh because i was like oh that's fine like you know when this is lifted i'll be totally fine eventually it it lasted a lot longer than i expected right so i took that time for like spiritual self learning all that stuff but it lasted a lot longer and i ran out of money right minus expenses every month not good not good at all So I'm out of money, like totally out of money. And I moved back to my parents' house, right? Uh which they they live in Wisconsin, and I say, "You know what? I'm going to throw I love real estate. I'm a real estate nerd. If anybody listening to this uh wants to talk about how to live rent-free, how to buy a duplex, how to do a house hack, how to do a burr, all these kind of methods, uh just DM me Alan Ogier on my Instagram because I love talking about investing in real estate. Um but essentially I was broke. Moved with my parents and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to get my real estate license and I'm going to try it." Utter fail. <laughs> Biggest waste of 4 months ever. Uh but and, and and let me just put the cherry on top. I was broke. It, it wasn't working for me and for I couldn't live with my parents anymore. We were just getting on each other's nerves. 
and for a whole month, yeah, it was a, a whole month, I lived in my car. People would see that as utter failure. But you know what? Oh my gosh, that was the best month ever. You know what happens when you simplify your life down? My book has a heavy emphasis on minimalism. When you simplify your life down, this is why it's not a failure to me. Because I had an opportunity to sleep in my car. The only thing I had with me was my clothes and my books. That's the only thing I brought with me. When you live with nothing, guess what you now have the opportunity to do? You have the opportunity to be free of every distraction. Your TV, the food in your pantry, the luxury to be able to sit down in a couch. So what was happening at this time in my life? I would, I parked my car at a lake, right? In front of a lake. And I woke up at 5 a.m. with the sunrise. It was absolutely gorgeous. And there's nothing to do. And when you have nothing to do and the only thing in your environment is a book or is books, guess what you do? You read, you meditate, you plan out discipline, right? If you want to get discipline, the secret isn't to add more discipline things. The secret is to get rid of everything that holds you back from discipline, right? It's not add more, it's take away, right? If, for example, if you feel, if you're listening to this right now, and you feel like you're in a downward spiral, maybe it might be emotionally, maybe it might be financially, maybe it might be in your relationship or whatever. The secret is not to do more. It's not to add more. It's to create space from everything that's holding you back, everything that's getting in your way, right? Because if you're downward spiraling, first, before you can upward spiral, you need to stop the downward spiral. And you got to get to a neutral place, a blank canvas. Once you're at a blank canvas, boom, now you can blast away. So what happened? That one month living in my car, absolutely gorgeous. I remember I looked at my account, my bank account, on the day I moved out, and I had $7. And you know what I thought in my head? I wasn't scared. When you live as if nothing is yours, that's when you are free. So many people are scared in this world because they're scared to lose something. They're scared that they're going to, for example, you own a house, you own a car, you own a, a this or that or whatever. You know why you're living in fear. You know why you don't quit your job. You know why you don't get out of the relationship. You know why you don't, whatever is holding you back. It's because you're scared to lose all that stuff. And the truth is that stuff doesn't mean anything. Right? So what's holding you back is your, 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 your ego validation that you get from things. And so when you can create space from in your life, that's when you can get connected to the essential truth of who you are, not your ego validation in your things. Right? So that to me was the biggest quote failure. Yet once I got connected for that month, Oh my gosh, my drive, my direction, my purpose was ultimate. And then I just hit the ground running on my coaching, on my real estate. Think about this. Most people wouldn't believe me when I say this. I was homeless, living in my car. And two months later, 
I, again, I had $7 in my bank account, and two months later, I bought a property. I bought a duplex, and I currently live in it, and guess what? I almost, I pretty much live rent free. The other, my, my expenses are $936 a month. This place is utterly beautiful because I rehab the whole thing, right? Top to bottom, new floors, new everything, new kitchen, new everything. I rehabbed it and I rented out the other side. And you know how much the other side pays me? 800. So 800 for them. My expenses are $950 about. You know how much my expenses are a month now? $150. I did that in two, two months. Like people think that they're limited, but they're not. If you set your mind, you can do it, but you got to get connected and you got to let go of everything that's not important in your life, you know? So, yeah, it was really amazing. And I think that uh, if you leave all the materialistic things and live with your own self, that's the biggest thing that you can do. And yeah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, really awesome that you uh, explain this uh, phase of your life in such an amazing and such a wonderful way. So yeah, it was really awesome. And now I want you to just uh, tell me that what are your recent uh, listened musics or any podcast that you listened or any movie that you yeah. watched which gave you something. <laughs> totally. I love that you asked that question because music, it's not something you'd expect to hear. Like, I would hear some of your music on a podcast, especially not a self-improvement podcast. But uh, I'd love to share this because what you put in your mind, you become. Whatever you consume, you become, both in fitness and nutrition and in your mind, right? So what are you watching on TV? Uh, on TV, I watch anime. <laughs> um, I watch... I love anime too because anime is so based in growth, right? You think about Dragon Ball Z, what does Goku do? All Goku does is he trains, he levels up, and then what does he do? He increases the intensity of his conditioning. So he continually positively conditions himself. And that's it, it's just infinite growth. And animes are great examples of that. Right now I'm watching Dr. Stone. Uh, so that's fun, uh, based, totally based in science and like actually learning. Um, when it comes to podcasts, I love the Ed My Life podcast. As a coach, I love the Rachel Bell Payday with Ray Day, Payday with Ray Ray podcast. Um, so good. If you're a coach, listen to her, uh, pay for her program. I mean, I'll give her free marketing here. Uh, I'm in no way affiliated with her, but. She's a bomb, you know. She really knows what she's talking about. And as far as music goes, I'm really into uh, every single kind of music, like everything. I listen to everything. I really like to salsa dance, so I listen to salsa music um, because I'm originally from Venezuela. And I also listen to a lot of, like, holistic music, you know, like... Uh, and it's not like what you think. It's not like humming and yum. No, it's it's like actual beats, and they're pretty good. For example, listen to Lanza, right? Gratitude. I love that song. It's a song all about gratitude, right? Uh, I think her her name is Lizzie Lizzie Jeff or Lizzie Jiff, or something like that. 
Um, she's got great beats and talks about all about, you know, like female empowerment, motivation, mindset. Uh, she's very holistic, so she's into like crystals and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's very modern music with a lyrical basis in spirituality and gratitude and all this stuff, you know? Yeah, so uh, I asked this question because, yeah, uh, they are really uh, useful for a person to grow in a mm-hmm. holistic approach because music can uh, help you when you are uh, in a low mood or something. Uh, totally. Same way podcasts, podcasts are very useful if you want to reduce your screen time and want to learn something. So it goes well with people. So I, I really feel that if people, uh, rather than just uh, watching YouTube, come into uh, listening to podcasting, podcasts. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about uh, podcast versus YouTube? What is your opinion on that? Well, YouTube was the thing that started this whole thing for me. Um, the first person, I had this theory about idols. Uh, an idol, people think of a god you worship, right? But if you actually look at the... So, idol actually comes from the Greek word. Uh, I think it's idolos, something. I don't know Greek, but I know it's a Greek-rooted word. And what it means in Greek is reflection in the water. When you think about this definition and you think about how people actually use idols, an idol in any religion is not the actual God. It's a representation of God, right? Whatever meaning you apply to it, right? So what is it? What is if you idol someone, what does that mean? It means that you you're not worshiping them as a God, but you see their value, their internal value as a reflection of who you want to be, right? So idling someone, if if you're not idling someone right now, if you don't admire someone, right? My idols are Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, uh, John Maxwell, uh, well, Bill Gates. If you're not idling someone, it's really hard to give yourself an example of who you want to become, right? So give yourself an idol in this way. But... Uh, and I write more about it in my book, so definitely, you know, when you get to that chapter, you'll know what I'm talking about more. But to, you know, find idols in your life, people that you admire, people that you want to be like. And to be frank, wait, uh, Anna, and I, I totally forgot your question. I kind of, I, I went off in a spin there. What was your question again? <laughs> it's okay, man. Uh, it was like uh, about podcasting and YouTube. What do you uh, uh, consider yeah. people to join? Uh, yeah. Do they just need to uh, increase their screen time on YouTube or do they need to listen to podcasts? Every, everything. Every, absolutely everything. YouTube, podcasts. Uh, you can learn a little bit on... I mean, you can learn a lot on Instagram, right? No one platform should, should be your go-to because guess what? If you pigeonhole... You're learning in only one way. You're going to only learn one thing or one kind of way, right? And you won't be able to perceive different ways of thinking, right? And and I'm all about open-mindedness, never closed-mindedness, right? Because if you're a closed mind, you're going to live inside of a box. If you say YouTube's the only way, 
You're living inside of a box. And the human the human gift of consciousness is not living inside of a box. That's what society has done to us. It says this is how it is. This is how you have to live. You got to get a job, go to school, this, get married, do that, blah blah blah. Right? No, no, no. We're supposed to live outside the box. So your learning needs to reflect that. Right? You need to learn any way you can. YouTube, podcasts, books, mentorship is huge, right? Find a mentor, find someone to teach you, to learn from. Uh and you don't have to necessarily know your mentors. Books can be a great place. All these other resources are great places to find mentors. Yeah, yeah. Rightly said, very rightly said. Yeah, all mediums are uh, uh they are useful for uh the whole growth of your personality. Totally. So yeah, uh my last uh thing to you that what can where can our listeners uh connect with you and uh how can they listen to you? Uh tell me about that. Yeah. So, uh you know, I love to speak and I really I want to be able to connect with anyone who feels connected to my message or what I'm talking about which really what I'm talking about is the essential truth of who you are and who you can become, right? Uh if you really like this kind of message and you want to hear more about it, uh you can find me on Instagram at Alan Nogier, A L A N N O G I E R and you can also, you know, if you really want to get to know the deep stuff cuz Instagram's limited, you know. I can only write so much. I can only share a video so long before people lose interest. The book is really the best place to get to know me right now. Um and that's it's called Intentionally Fulfilled uh, again by Alan Nogier and you can find it on Amazon, Kobo, uh, Amazon's probably going to be the biggest distributor uh for anyone listening, right? But social media as well, right? Yeah, so uh listeners i will be linking alan's uh, instagram and youtube uh, in the description so thank you so much alan for uh, joining in this podcast uh, thanks so much anna i i really appreciate it and and I, i had a great time thank you thank you ma'am have a good one